Okay, uh, real quick though. So, uh, Herminius, what do you have for weapons that are remotely effective? Uh, I have a uh, Pugio, a club, and then my she knife. Oh, okay. So, so you do have the you have the she knife. What's your skill related yep. to that tool? Uh, it's a sixty, so it's oh, not good. too bad. Okay, yeah. all right, that'll help. Um, Macriana, you have a fifty-one for fighting. So yep. yeah, I'm gonna because I have the the Sayax. The enchanted sayak. So I'll use that, mm-hmm. um, and then you can use this uh, Egyptian club. I would like the club back after we're done, though. But <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly. Um, I have a silver-edged knife, a sika. I have the crossbow with the the bolts, and, the um, and then my javelins are also silver-tipped. Right. And, right. and the Egyptian maces would be considered large, then I'm assuming, based by the pictures. It's it's a double-handed maze. Okay. Um, so so as we're in the street, right? So we're kind of like having this conversation. Um, you know, Macrion just says, uh, are, "Are it is best to be prepared, of course." And I believe that this was a, a valuable stop along the way. Uh, but I, I believe we should at least attempt to to speak with this Bronwyn. Uh, before attempting to kill her, yes, I mean if she is in possession of her faculties, uh, Dorina, I would I would defer to your expertise in such matters as uh, this falls under your purview. But uh, if she is no harm, uh, would we not be able to bring her home? That's a big if. Uh, real quick, do, what do we know? So we know that this is the area where the first werewolf came from, right? Up Do we know? Uh, I mean, well, no, the one that we're bore, we're bore. The one thing that oh, I, yeah. I I regret we should have asked, and maybe we can still ask somebody, is how long have these bad things been happening in the area? It's very possible that Bronwyn may not be the only person so affected. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously the goal would be to bring her back as unharmed if, if you as possible. Stay in Vericorum, or even if you just you know for the rest of the day and leave tomorrow morning you could try and run down some rumors about these sorts of things uh, that might be valuable um, that's that's above my pay grade I'm just here to kill things but and try to keep an eye out um, for the rest of you uh, I mean, but it I mean, that might well be a be. good uh, good reason to hang out in the bath for a day or so just saying you know I like that I like that I like how you think Herminius um, but that uh you know, if if the damage has been that great, if the rumors are true, what uh, Smith said, then it's very possible this is something that either predates Bronwyn or maybe is bigger than just her. He he did mention. I I only caught uh, snippets of the conversation. My my Brythonic is not uh, as good as I would like it to be, but uh, he did indicate that uh, there had been some. Uh, trouble further north? Yes, uh, Darina, is that the, the gist of, of the conversation? Yes. Um, my apologies. I thought Dee was speaking in Latin. Um, yes. So there has been trouble in the north. Um, it has been more frequently, more frequent than ever before. People have been consistently buying more weapons to the type that we have been purchasing. Um, dead have come. Um, but a lot of rumors. Darina, well. the, uh, is this your main contact in this town, or there might be other people that <clears throat> we might be able to get even more information from that you know, or this should is, we go back and talk to him? 
this is my main contact. And just it it, it does occur to me that, yeah, we probably could learn more from him than we hastily realized. Yeah, I it kind of went right over my head. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, no. Yeah, we could definitely go back to him and see if there's any other information or if he knows of someone who knows more. He doesn't know any specific reports, but a lot of the people that he deals with who do you know, seek out these creatures. Honestly, you're probably one of a dozen, you know, people who specialize in hunting, um, you know, shape changers Mm -hmm. um, in all of the province of Britain. Okay. And uh, he says that, you know, one of his regulars is dead and died in the last few weeks. And he died north of here. Um, He was found, you know, torn apart. And, you know, another one went north um, after resupplying here, and you know he hasn't heard from him since, and it's the hunter that you guys just left, uh, the one who was insane and beat up in the bar. Oh, oh! Right. So basically, if there's a dozen in the entire country and one's dead and one is mm-hmm. missing, that's you know quite a blow. So he says there's definitely an uptick in activity in the region north of here. Would there be anyone else that I would know in the area that may be also hunting? No. Um, you guys move around a lot. You never really stay in one place too long. It's, it's often that you go a year before without running into another one. Hmm. Okay. So, good chance that I'm the only one. In the area? Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Herminius, your idea of hanging out in the bathhouses and listening for rumors... Is that going to be your plan for the rest of the day? Uh, yeah, if everyone else, if we're just kind of hanging around, then uh, yeah, absolutely. He'll kind of, you know, hang out in the bathhouse, chat some people up. Roll your, roll your charm. Sure. I'm fairly charming. Uh, that's a 57 out of 60. You actually hear a very strange story. About two stories. soldiers south of here, who had the who almost thought they were going to be done for by a banshee, and they said that they were. But you're hearing the story secondhand that a, mm-hmm. a filthy-looking mad woman came walking out of the dark to cross the bridge that uh, crosses the river just south of Viracorium. Mm-hmm. And they said that she was, you know, dirty and disheveled, and they thought they were seeing a ghost. And when she came closer, she was a surprise to see them. They're guarding the bridge Hmm. in the night. And they stopped her, and she stopped and talked to them, and it turned out that she was just a lone woman traveling at night across this moor, you know, beside a swamp. Uh, through this very dangerous area. They asked if she needed any help. Uh, she said no and just went on her way. Well, that doesn't seem wise at all. And so the, that was that was a little south of here? Yeah. And about how many days ago? It was about four days ago. Four days ago. Ooh, okay. Macaron gives a knowing look. Well, it is good to know that we aren't much, much farther behind her. And that's really the only story you, you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do hear a 
few things about travelers going missing between mm-hmm. uh, uh, between Deba and uh, Ebarakum. Mm-hmm. The roads have gotten a little bit dangerous. Um, they're you know requesting soldiers to start patrolling it, but are we are are they assuming? Bandit attacks or are these an increase in the the wildlife population? Eberakum is far enough south from the Antonine Wall that they don't think it's like Pictish raiders, mm-hmm. so they're thinking more banditry. Or, okay. um, but still, you know, there there are people missing. Hmm. Okay. So overall, we know. Basically, that Bronwyn is in this area. She's probably a couple of days ahead of us up north, and there's a lot of weird, dangerous stuff going on up there. Right. I, I feel like we've made occult roles on lycanthropy before. So, so Macron just says to Dorina, "Do you believe that um, she was brought to this place by some?" Compulsion, perhaps some some need to be near the uh, the, the the original creature or or the uh, the the thing that uh, turned her into what she now is. I I believe that um, the hunter Janice or G- I don't remember his name correctly. He uh, Granis wasn't uh, Granis. Granis, thank you. Grannis told uh, her where he hunted the boar previously. Uh, but but what what's to gain from from coming up here? <sighs> Mostly, I mean, the, the the creature was was destroyed. The, an understanding of what's happening. Um, maybe there is more than just that one, and maybe I I would think it's for just understanding more of what's happening. You know, if something like this happened to you, you you would most likely want to go to someone else. And if there's a chance that there is someone else to explain to you, um, because they did say she was scared. um, She was worried. Maybe she doesn't, she just wants to be back to normal. And I'm not sure. I'm curious with uh, Macron's thinking too. Uh, what what was it that actually first sent us in this direction ourselves? What was the information? What was the clue? Grana said that she she kicked the shit out of him and wanted to know where he had gotten the boar. So he told her, and then she took off. So we're we're she came this way. The rumor in the best ports that this lone woman, you know, four days ago crossed the bridge, yep. you know, headed in this direction. So. So, so it does seem like it's one of two things, perhaps. Either maybe she's yeah trying to find some answers herself, right? Mm-hmm. Or as Macrion, I think, is suggesting, maybe something is calling her back to this area. Mm-hmm. A compulsion. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the you know those two things kind of overlap to some extent. Yeah. Um, Do these creatures generally work alone or uh, a pack? Although they did only make one boar, at least in the stories that we had heard. That I would, I, I would know that, Oscar, correct? You've never encountered a uh, boar. Um, okay. You've, 
uh, werewolves can be solitary. They're most often solitary. You've mm. heard tales of groups of mm. werewolves, a pack even of werewolves. Although, luckily, you've never encountered a pack of werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is terrifying. One is dangerous enough. Um, you, you can't even, you don't even want to think about what fighting more than one at a time would be like. Mm. If we think of it from a natural point, if it wasn't necessarily a wherefore. You want to analyze this naturally? I Using the rules of nature? That's better than nothing. This all natural world. All right. You're all worried. Actually, you kind of are onto something. Oh, 14 out of... Oh, I know I like... I have a 68. Yeah, you're good at natural world. Yeah, I got a 68. Um, at a 14 okay. out of 68. If a large male boar, yeah. a massive male boar, suddenly died, its territory would be in flux. Yes, okay. And it would upset the it would upset the natural equilibrium in an area okay. as other creatures moved in to try and fill that power vacuum of the territory. So based on that, uh, Bronwyn might be moving in there because there's a territory open. But also all of the violence and instability could be caused by this territory now being up for grabs. Yep. Mm-hmm. As other as other beings move in to try and lay claim to a territory that is now undefended, um, you know, from what your hunter friend said, it was the most dangerous creature he'd ever battled, and he barely escaped with his life. Mm. And I agree with Herminius. It most likely more werebores or other creatures may be moving in. Potentially what we are moving into is a uh, massive scrum of uh, occult beings vying for power within an area. And territory. Exactly. Yep. Is it possible to call up a legion to help us with this, perhaps? <laughs> Unless they have the coin to equip them all with a silver-studded pelum, I don't believe they would be much of any Right, help. and they probably they may not believe you. Yeah, or they better. would hire experts to go and handle it. Oh wait, that would be <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think we'd need about what? Are, what are there? Nine other hunters still in existence? <laughs> I think we, can we track them down? Bring them in? <laughs> we don't keep uh, pagers with us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You can phone All a right, clock. so it's getting near 11. How late are we playing? I mean, I'm good, but um, it's earlier for me, so. I'm getting observed tomorrow at 9 o'clock. So okay. I didn't want to stay past, See, like, Once, once you leave here and go north, stuff's going to start happening. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that one ep- one scenario or one evening then at that point, Oscar, do you think? Yeah. That was one. If, if you guys hadn't spent so much time shopping for weapons and naming horses, <laughs> we might have um, gotten through this in one night. But 
I don't care if you guys want to shatter it up and role play and, and chew up the, the scenery. Well, I'm all for it. This means I don't have to write anything new for you guys for all those. Right. I, I mean, if um, I can suggest, I do think we still do need to know some more stuff before we just wander in where mm-hmm. really the only outcome is killing things or being killed. Uh, if there's some way that we can figure out what to do with Bronwyn, perhaps. <laughs> I think that you don't have enough information yet to really figure out what's going on. Um, yeah, I think it really the, all depends on her disposition when we find her. Right, you guys she, have like at yeah. least three different theories of what could be going on with Bronwyn. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, heard, I've heard maybe she's coming here for answers. Maybe no. she's looking for a cure. Maybe she's called here mystically because of the, the power vacuum. Um, no, the one uniting thing, though, is we all do agree that she's a werebore. Um, and that's the yeah. thing that we need to figure out how to deal with that. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the problem the, what we ultimately run into is how much control she has over herself yeah. and in her right. recent position. If we if she can be reintegrated into society, then absolutely we can, you know, find her, take her back. But if she's gonna lose her shit randomly, then I, I, I'm gonna say that take. while while you're here gathering information in the bathhouses, um, do you want to try and work in a giant the giant boar to the north because it was famous throughout the region? That's why the oh was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then absolutely. Okay, so everybody roll a a, pers- a charm or persuade to try and work that into conversation. Just hanging out at bathhouses, bars, you know, public area, you know, shopping areas. You know, you're just pounding the pavement looking for rumors. People think I'm crazy. Yeah. I rolled a nine. Uh, uh, 47 out of 70 on persuade. Malachi? Oh, four. Oh, shit. Out of. Beautiful. Macron's like, there's a fucking boar, right? And it's huge. Tell him, tell him, right? You you heard all about it too, right? Okay. The giant um, Herminius, you get, and Malachi, you will get more. Herminius, you get that it was a magnificent creature. Um a, a bunch of people had actually seen it, but it never hurt anyone. The worst it did was ch- uh, chase some hunters up a, a tree and kill a few of their dogs, hmm. but it wandered off and it let them go. And they said that they'd shot it with arrows that would have brought down a great, you know, a great stag, hmm. um, and even broke a spear on a tide. But like the worst it did was chase them up a tree and drive them out of the area. So they huh. spread rumors never to go into that forest that there's this freaking boar. That's just unstoppable, right? That the, the you know the the people the hunters that have gone into the area and out have been lucky to escape with their lives and don't push your luck, basically. Right, but it never did. It never left the forest. Yeah, um, and there are people who say that the forest is haunted by the boar, and it's not a natural creature. It's some kind of a, mm-hmm. a she spirit beast. Yeah, uh, Malachi. Uh, you rolled an 04. Um, so you are actually kind of in a bar having a drink with uh, this old woman 
And she says, oh, I know all about that forest. That, that forest was a, a, a sacred place long before the, the boar came. Um, and says that that forest is where they say a, a sleeping god lies. Oh. How, how long have the, has the boar been a problem in those woods? And the, she says the boar was never a problem in the woods. The boar kept people out of it. He says, then there are a few people who live in the woods. They've learned to live with the boar. Are, th- are these people there? Are they in villages in the in the woods? Or he says, she says, no. There's a, a family of tanners that live at the edge, the northern edge of the boar's territory, and they've never had problems with it. Family of tanners, interesting. But uh, she says that. Uh, if anything, the boar was uh, a sacred creature placed there to guard the tomb of this dead god. What was the god? Do you know? She says, that all depends. I buy another round of wine for us. She says, do you know of the War of Shadows? I do know the War of Shadows, yes. Have you, have you seen things which you cannot explain? I have indeed. And I start to show her some scars. She says that it is a dark god that it, it's a hungering shadow. It's a, a lurking um, a lurking death. It is lust and greed and death and violence. It is a darkness that takes form within a man or a woman and transforms their body to manifest. Um, it is a dangerous thing. Have you heard it given a name? I've heard it called that which lurks. Mm. And its tomb is said to be in that forest. Have you ever been into the forest? (sighs) Once when I was a child, before the tanners were there, before the boar was there. But the tomb was there. The tomb was there, yes. Did you go to the tomb? No. Uh, I was among those trying to keep people away from it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the boar was a blessing, but I've heard tell that a man boasted he had killed it. There is indeed a man who claimed to have killed it. That cannot be a good thing. No, it sounds like it hasn't been a very good thing. She says, when I was a child and I saw the tomb of the dead god, it, it was marked... Uh, by a seal, a great seal, placed there by the she. By the she trying to contain the god? Yes. With the seal. Hmm. Has something happened to the seal? or I don't know. As I said, I I had not been there since I was a child. Does that mean, do you think that these boars have, uh, this boar has been... Brought there by the she, by the fae, to prevent people from coming near this tomb? Who can say? Yeah, do you, do you know approximately where in the woods the tomb is? I do not. Um, I just know that it, it, the forest has shifted much since my youth. Hmm. And the, but the tanners may know. If, you're, if you truly wish to help, I would seek out the tanners. We absolutely do wish to help. Then my advice to you, my friend, would be to seek out the tanners. All right. Thank you very much. 
And she smiles and she says, you will have a chance to repay me, Malachi Ben Sakai. Really? How do you know my name? I know many things. Okay, uh, I'm going to do an inside roll real quick. Uh, and then another roll. I also want to do a spot hidden too, but uh, inside. Oh, fucking God. Uh, I didn't need an 01, but I rolled an 01. Um. <laughs> you rolled an 01 on your insight? Yep. Yep. Which my um, insight is some absurdly high fucking thing that I didn't need to roll a fucking 01. All right, I'm going to ask you to make a pow check. Oh, go fucking God. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> the worst time uh, to roll a one. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, where's pow? Okay, uh, pow. There we go. Jesus. Okay, I have an eighty for pow. Uh, oh, are you? Good, good. Ninety-nine. <laughs> I rolled a ninety-eight. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, you look her. You when you said, do you know? You know. When you said, do you know me? And she goes, I know many things. And you start to feel very uneasy. Yes, and you do. start I like do. staring at her, like trying, and you kind of see that her form shimmers. And she smiles and says, I chose well, but but for now, sleep, Malesian. And she holds out a hand and you just pass out. <laughs> and Darina and Macrion, as you're ranting and raving about giant pigs in the marketplace uh, one of them says hey are, are you are you are you friends of the um, of of the the burly jew yes um uh, we were sent to fetch you he's apparently very deep in his cups and no one can wake him oh okay let's go huh interesting uh, we we've never known him to uh, to be able to drink that much before. Okay, you guys find him and he's absolutely like passed out. Like, yeah, I, I you know, arms over the shoulder and start drinking. When, him when you make when you wake him up, he speaks nothing but Aramaic for like an hour, and he's basically doesn't recognize any of you. And it just slowly starts to wear off as he dozes in and out of consciousness over the next two hours. What did you drink? And then it's it's basically like 3 a.m. before he starts making any kind of sense. Oh, geez. I'm sure there's like water thrown on him at some point to try to get him to snap out of it. Right. <laughs> you can all roll... Um, you can all roll... Occult or Cthulhu mythos. Okay, cool. Uh, what's my cult now? 49 out of 60? Uh, On what? Occult or Cthulhu mythos? Occult. Occult. Um, these, these effects are, are, are quite likely uh, bewitchment. Um, some sort of a glamour placed upon him, a very powerful one, uh, by any manner of, of sinister things from uh, witches or demons or uh, jinn, possibly even she. Uh, Malachi, who 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 did you did you speak with someone? Uh, 
this this can't be uh, accounted for by just no, okay, you can now drink. can you relate what what you know freely can i speak latin again now yes yes uh, uh, <laughs> uh, i don't really know exactly what happened but blah probably interspersed with a little bit of aramaic still <laughs> uh, that woman did something to me but she gave me quite a bit of information before she did so. That is good. Um, the, the tanners then seem to be uh, mm. a key to this, yeah. at least for the now. Tanners on the north side of the woods. Uh, a family of tanners that live on the north side of the woods that seem to have some connection to this tomb for the lurking one. So it seems then perhaps that she is being summoned by this by this being then perhaps to be the new protector if if the realm has been undefended with the uh, untimely death of the boar uh, it could be she's being called up for a greater purpose maybe, hmm. maybe maybe our job is done here maybe we should be grateful if she actually fills the void uh, uh, perhaps but the uh, woman no. did say if we wanted to help we should go and talk to the tanners. Yes, that should be our next move then, for sure. I think I need to go to the baths for a little bit, though. Perhaps you need to sleep. It's like, so, <laughs> it's like two hours before, it's like three hours before dawn. You've lost like the entire evening. Uh, yeah, I think I need to go lay down for a little while. Yes, I suggest that we find our room and get you a little bit of rest before we have to depart. Okay. So because because Niels didn't want to stop playing until he had a little bit more information, I had to push <laughs> out a powerful being yep. that will be linking to future adventures. Oh, <laughs> all right. Nice. Cool. Um, because the universe, the universe, he was seeking information from the universe, and then he rolled under five, <laughs> <laughs> and the universe decided to answer. <laughs> he did make a, a donation at the uh, at Bath. I believe in the bathtub. He got he got answers that he was seeking. So, <laughs> but of course. He's not. He's leaving out the part saying that. Oh, you'll have a chance to repay me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that part off for now. That's not our problem. It's gonna be keeping me uh, sleepless at night for a while. <laughs> yeah. and, my, and my job here is done for the evening. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I thought we would finish, but it's kind of better that we didn't. I think this whole journey worked out pretty well. Um, this, is, this is the longest I've sent you on one stretch across Britain. So um, now you're actually in the Midlands. You're out of the South. And we'll be staying here for a bit. Definitely all the rest of this adventure and all of the next one. Oh, cool. Which I've already got my idea. Nice. Mm. All right. So, um, yeah, I think we're good. And we'll, we'll pick up next time as you uh, – Head north into the forest north of Mamusium. Sweet. And I'm sure nobody will be horribly murdered or go insane. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, with some of these hundreds and ninety-eight rolls, 
Let's hope we've gotten them out of our system before we actually enter the forest. Oh, yeah. God. Oof. Hope for the best. All right, cool. Well, uh, thank you for running. Thanks, everybody, for playing. Um, well, thank everybody for checking this out. We do have coffee for sale. It's that legendary brew. There's a link in the show notes for that, or you could check out tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew. It's a nice, easy drinking medium roast. It is very tasty. Neil is still roasting along with his assistant. Um, if you use the code legends 10, you're going to get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. You can also check out those other sweet, sweet brews over at the, Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. They the the Night Owl blend is also fantastic. It's the only other one I've had. Uh, it doesn't have as much caffeine. The darker the roast, the less caffeine. So you, you got to go with something a little bit lighter if you're looking for that that caffeine jolt. Uh, we also have our Patreon up as well. Uh, there's early releases and things like that, post shows and all that stuff posted over there. So if you like to throw a couple of Sesterce our way, that would be fantastic. We certainly appreciate it. But reviews and ratings on iTunes and whatever your podcatcher of choice is, is supremely helpful. Just bumps us up in those algorithms and lets people know what we're doing and kind of put some eyes on it. Uh, Oscar is... Uh, a little, a little sneak preview here, which I'll have to cut this out later, uh, is going to be running a Kickstarter soon. We'll tease that. There is a new uh, project coming up in March. You're calling it Project Acorn. Mm-hmm. And, and we have released on our website, that it, on our Facebook page, that it will be a Kickstarter in March. So that's all stuff that you don't need to edit out. You can say that. Well, by the time this releases. <laughs> by the time this releases, the Kickstarter may be over. <laughs> We'll be three. I think you're just posting our people will have product now. in hand. <laughs> That's cool. And there's uh, there was a restock on the uh, Cthulhu Invictus seventh uh, edition uh, uh, Britannia, not Britannia book, the Cthulhu Invictus book. Uh, some yes. people have been looking for that before, so that and is then we made a deal with the Scandinavian distributor, and most of them are gone. We still have a good supply of them, but <laughs> a lot of those are going to be in game stores all over the shelves of of Scandinavia. So, um, but we still got a nice, healthy supply of people want to to purchase. I'm so just going to be landing in listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a couple of people in Sweden and. Uh, they play. They win a lot of awards. They they have their RPG kung fu is very strong. I'm very excited to uh, to be in that market in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Free League is uh, killing it. They've got just a ton of products out right now. Free League is amazing. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Just a juggernaut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, they, they really ra- are raising the bar. I feel like it's- very much so. Actually, uh, I have right here, I have the, what is it? The... They better send us some money for all these plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, not that they really need it. I feel like they're not that they really need their own money. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I, I have the Alien, and I also have the Twilight 2000 coming soon. But, uh, nice. The Vapen. The... Oh, yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Or RPG. I have the Alien as well, uh, and I've read it like two or three times, but I still haven't haven't played in it or run it. So looking forward to doing I, that. I am too busy to pick that up. 
But I'm hoping someone will run it for me at some point so I can actually play it. Yes, yes. John. <laughs> that isn't the biggest hint and weak wink. Right. Well, no, oh I just can't believe I can't believe that you have a a RPG podcast and you've never actually run a game on your own podcast. I, I, I see he, knows, he knows a lot of good people who run games. I don't <laughs> I've got you, and I've got Oscar, and Todd, <laughs> yeah. and Neil, and, you know, uh, Glancy's run a couple of games for us. Yeah. And, yeah I, I, I've got people. I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to rest until I get to sit. I get to be on the other side of the keeper screen with Glancy. That guy holds court at table. I've, I've run games in the same room with him, and I'm like, damn, that's some good kung fu. I'm proud of my of my keeper screen kung fu, but he's like, yeah. I'm, if anybody says I'm dropping out of your game to go play his, I'm like, yeah, I can't play. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I yeah. drop out of my game too if I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's part RPG and part like continuing education credit college class. <laughs> like, <laughs> You get all of the stuff, uh, yeah. and it's and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since since uh, since he's been on for anything, which I guess sucks. We should probably talk to him and see about having him come on for something. I actually had him as a player last year. Nice. Oh yeah, we did the. Uh, yeah, you you were then part of that game. Yep, yep. Where you guys wanted to burn down Deva, and it worked out. And then I ran away, and you guys had to come find me. <laughs> All right, you folks, can find on that game on YouTube a or on Patreon. All right, <laughs> take care, Malachi. Stay safe. Yeah, right on. Peace. Peace. I gotta run too. Peace. Bye, guys. See ya. Have a good night. Good night, good guys. All right, and then there were three. So, uh, I I I thought we were gonna finish this tonight. I. So did I, but I, I guess everybody was shopping just... episode. <laughs> well, we well, started you didn't have to, to talk to the lover, but you did. Right, yeah. Made up time, um, and then you were like, you know, I don't know. It's fine. Everybody had a good time. I think yeah. we ended on a creepy note. I had to kind of vamp it up a bit to end on a high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been wanting to kind of start introducing more of these, you know, powerful mystic beings. Mm-hmm. Right. And he rolled under a five. So it was like, all right, you've given me, you've given me a crack that I could sneak something through. Right. I mean, up until this point too, the, the only we've run into these kind of powerful beings in the wild or at the very, or if they have been in civilization, they've been encroaching. <laughs> they've been the enemy that we've had to drive out. This, I think this is the first time we've ever really run into, like, a friendly creature <laughs> that's just kind of, like, chilling amongst the people. I, I have, like, three different things I may want to go with. Hmm. Um, one, uh, she's a Welsh dragon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's just, like, a defender of this area? Because technically you're cross- you just crossed Wales. Oh really? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The, that's one. Two. She's a fairy queen. 
Oh, uh, Regina would love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I'm leaning most heavily towards, actually. Yeah. And three, uh, she's an outer god. She's a uh, yeah. not an outer god, like um, an elder god, mm-hmm. kind of like Bast and and uh, Nodens, and um, so she's like one of the one of the the gods of the she, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Lud and Morrigan and and you know, so. I'm I'm leaning towards either fairy queen or or, el- or elder god. All right, see, sense. I like I I like the dragon idea of her almost like traveling town to town, just making sure that people aren't mucking shit up. <laughs> so I think at this point you figured out that perhaps the boar was some kind of a guardian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now that he's gone, it's like just chaos because yeah, yeah. Who controls? You know, it's like it's like racking a capo, you know, and then like right, right, power right. vacuum and. Well, I mean, not a, we probably you probably now also have beings that are attempting to take the place as the new guardian to protect the sleeping god, creatures that are attempting to maybe raid the territory of this god, some that are just after to kill the god itself. Break the seal and like, let them out. Exactly, yeah. There's a whole bunch of types of whoever's that could be what, in that area. One of my favorite types of scenario is like for the want of a of a horseshoe nail. Mm. Like this guy just went to hunt a boar. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he ended up killing this, you know, guardian thing. And now you know, this dark god may get further purchase in the world because the tomb is, you know, maybe unguarded and everything's rushing into right. the area. Yeah. And he was just hunting a boar. Right, but, right. That's cool. I think that's a really cool. Um, it's always like, I guess, part of my Hispanic superstition to just leave well enough alone. Like, don't fuck <laughs> me. Like, no Ouija boards, no seances. No tarot cards. Leave that uh, shit alone. No good will come from it. Yeah, and that's part of like why why invite it in? Right. Um, I've said this in interviews my, my before and in pot and on uh, panels. That one of the scariest moments was I asked my mom for if we can get a, a Ouija board. She said absolutely not. And I said, why do you think it's fake? And she said, and this is dead ass the truth. She said, no, it's just not a good idea to draw attention to yourself. Mm. And I was like right. six. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's not that she doesn't believe. It's that in her universe, she knows it to be true mm-hmm. and, and treats it with the same respect you treat a rattlesnake. Right. You yeah. know? Um, that it is, it is there. It is real. It is dangerous, and you don't fuck with it. Right. Yeah. And for me, that's the foundation of all of my horror writing. Mm. Um, which is weird because the whole sudden, the whole point of an investigation is you fuck with it. But in most <laughs> of my scenarios, it's things went wrong because people fucked with it mm-hmm. and now you have to fix it. Exactly. Um, yeah, it seems yeah, it seems like a lot of it is like the accidental fuckery and right. then the team comes in to clean up the mess. Right. Oh. Most of my investigations if you probably look at my whole list are they're fixing this, they're fixing this. They're, it's not that evil 
somehow got a win. It's that somehow some asshole you know, <laughs> kicked, kicked over a hornet's nest of fuckery, and now we're all going to pay the price for it. Um, which I guess is, is the Hispanic superstitious perspective on horror. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like the proto-Delta Green. We're like the Roman era of Delta Green. That's the, sh- <laughs> that's the Shadow yeah. That's That's the whole basis of how I redid this setting. That there are people who know, yeah, and that their job yeah. is to stop other people from knowing and keep people safe, yeah. Um, which I think is the, the most noble way to play Call of Cthulhu. You're the people falling on the grenade because you already yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was kind of th- like as as we were sort of coming you know through to the end, but you know before uh, you know Malachi's whole thing, it's like well, like. You know, if these creatures are here, right? So, like, they observe, you know, so like some hierarchy of power. And if the boar was like the most powerful, and you know, was was filling this role, and he wasn't hurting anybody, and you know, it's just doing his thing. And then, you know, the other were creatures sort of respected that power and and whatever. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, well, maybe we can go in and like talk to everybody and be like, okay, well, we know like you're. All right, you're like a fox and you're a wolf or whatever. But like, hey, if we could just come to like some agreement that like nobody fucks with this thing, then we'll leave and then like let's just sort it out. But now it doesn't seem like it's going to be that at right. all. Right? <laughs> no. I'm not sure what we're honestly what we're really going to be able to do. Like, I think I, I, at this point, kind of like, is it our problem? I mean, eventually it will be most likely. That's, that's, like, that's like that whole scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you care about the universe? What do the universe? I, mean, I care about the idiots who lives in it. Yeah, right, yeah. How is this our problem? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> if yeah, a dark planet waking destroys everything, that's not yeah. your problem. It D- depends on how it works out. Like if the good creatures end up like gaining control of the territory. And and re, and retaining balance, then it's all it's all copacetic. It's all business as normal. You realize you're on the team, good creatures, right? You're, you yeah, are some exactly, of those good yeah. creatures. But how do you, yeah? But I mean, we'll have to we'll have to like go in there, find Bronwyn, and then do do we necessarily attempt to tempt fate and put ourselves into this? Or we do we you kind of like do we let the pop, more powerful being day to do that? You're working out the clock. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean we're, literally we're, getting, we're being paid to find Bronwyn and bring her home. <laughs> kind of, we're we're part of the oh, shadow it, world. It so started. We it started are, yes. that way. Yes, yeah. I mean, ultimately, all of these things are our responsibility. You know what I mean? I mean like yeah. we're we're doing thing like. Okay, it was a sorceress attack, so they wanted you. So, like, we're already like it's our responsibility now. Yeah, if true. she's if if it turns out that she's the new protector, well, then like job done. If she's able to fulfill that role, you know, we wish we her help her. Role. We help her regain control of the territory, and then we have a writer a, a lovely note to her daughter, <laughs> and we bring yeah. that home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're not going to bring her home then. I don't think there's any scenario in which she comes home. I don't either. You know, she, she's either being right. compelled 
to 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 be the protector or uh you know she's here just trying to find answers yeah she left uh, for it, a reason yeah, yeah I, I think that we i think we get we get better like story info when we talk to the tanner since they live right next to it like i think that sort of informs yeah. well, the direction we're gonna move in well plus i think we learned a lot of information about where about like canthropy last episode of you know like depend it depends on what how she was infected what what it is all that kind of stuff of how much control she has mm-hmm. and clear my leaning is that from the interaction that she had with the hunter at at the tavern it's not a lot well, she so, kicked the shit out of him. So you think she's like, out of control. Yeah, yeah. You don't think? She, yeah. You think she's not herself anymore? I I think she's she's ha, she has her senses. Her personality is still there, but I don't think that she necessarily has control over her form and her power. So I think her as a person is there, but like, what happens if? if like a glass breaks <laughs> or she well, goes she back and like something messed up happens at the house. Like can, will she lose control and start killing staff? Like, no, but she didn't change when she beat him up. She just beat him up, which would indicate true. that she's fully in control, at least for now. Yeah. Right. Otherwise she would have just like, but that was, that was a day eight. out. Like she had only been infected for a couple of days. We have no idea if the if the change has even had even completely taken control at that point. Yeah, she got burnt. I mean, clearly it was in her system. Yeah. Now nah, we'll see when we run into her. Yeah, you. I, I, you know, you got two. Weeks we have to, such little information at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. You you don't want you don't want everything figured out quickly. Right. Um, you want there to be stuff you're still discovering in the final mm-hmm. section of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, if you get all the information and then it's just struggling to achieve your objective, it becomes frustrating. Right. Yeah, I honestly think the last the the decision of whether or not to bring her back, leave her there or kill her will happen in the moment. Like, I think it'll be a, I, I almost think it'll be like a snap decision that'll happen. And, and honestly, you can't disregard the possibility that the choice may not be yours. Um, oh, yeah. Depending on her reaction, you know, you may have no choice. Oh, yeah. To do one or the other. Yeah. Uh, but you won't even know that until you find her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's exciting for players because yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna track her down and had basically don't know is this gonna be a conversation, is this gonna be a battle, mm-hmm. um, you know, are we gonna be fighting beside you? Are we gonna be fighting against you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any answers? You know, <laughs> do, do we know more than you at this point? Um, right. You know, you have no idea. Yep. Yeah, we have no idea if she even knows what she is. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I wish I had a better title for this one. I think my our beloved Bronwyn is is a bit weird, but 
I think the adventure itself is not turning out to be pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's so. su- I think yeah, I think it's really good as as like an intro title. Is it doesn't really give anything away. It the the main character, the main aspect of the adventure itself is Bronwyn, and it you know that's kind of the the lead in for everything. Mm-hmm. I think attempting to come up with anything more, you know, for for clever. lack of a better term. Yeah, exactly. Clever. The last thing I could think of at 1130 at night <laughs> it would, uh, would, yeah, I think it would try to like give a little too much away. And I think the, the lead in of, well, it could be a bunch of different things. And then it turns out to be this is kind of the, the fun aspect of the start of the adventure. Right. Uh, I'm okay. I'm glad it's going well. Um, and I'm really glad that, you know, I don't have to write anything for two weeks and we can finish, <laughs> finish playing this one. And then, you know, maybe so three, who knows what happens. <laughs> you know, honestly, honestly, if I really wanted to like spend one hour stretching out the ending, it could be another two sessions. It would, yep. it would stretching this out a whole nother session would honestly just take me about an hour's worth of writing. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Because I kind of feel like we've done a few long ones. Yeah, Oak so Shadow I mean, is three, three and a half with the prelude. You know, four. Right, right. And this is already going to be three. I don't want it. To, I don't think four would be cool. But anyway, I, I, I'm going to go. Eleven thirty, yeah. and uh, I've got mailing. Yeah. Oh my, God. <laughs> uh, my goal tomorrow is to. What sucks is that the way the backer kit works is you can print labels, but they have to be mailed that day. No <gasps> way. Yeah. It, it, so I have to, I'm going to wake up and my goal is to print 85 labels, finish all of that. Cause I kind of pre-packed some of it. Hmm. So, you know, print the labels in the morning, you know, get 85 packages ready to go out the door and get them to the post office, you know, before lunch, and then pick up lunch and come home. <laughs> but your so, post office must love you. <laughs> they do. Actually, they really do. Oh, my God. Today I was there with 17 packages. Ugh. Six of them were international. Mm-hmm. And eight boxes. Eight heavy boxes oh, of folks that were going to Georgia to get on a pa- uh, to go into a container to go to fucking Sweden. Wow. So I was there with like the dolly fucking boxes <laughs> and two bags full of stuff. And I was I was there before they opened. So they opened the door. I started wheeling my stuff in. Nice. And I and they know me. They know I mean I'm the publisher that lives in their town. So they know right. me. Um, I'll, 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 I'll come in with like, I'm sorry. And just drop <laughs> off like a dozen, like, a, like a 50 thing of munchkins every once in a while. You know? <laughs> so I said to the guy, I said, look, if, if there's a line and you have to pause me and let, and take people while you're doing this, that's fine. This was my major thing to do today. I'm fine to like sit over here and wait. And they said, thank you. We really like, so he'll do my packages and then two people will come and he'll pause me. So I just sat there for half an hour. Nice. And they were like, well, we really appreciate it. I'm like, I don't want to be the most hated guy in Queens Village. You know, right. <laughs> you imagine you're just trying to fucking get a book of stamps and there's some douche. 
eight boxes and international and fuck. I'm like, look, just you could pause it and take other people. I know, um, you know, but tomorrow with the prepaid, I just drop mm-hmm. them off and I leave. So, oh, that's good. But today I didn't have that option because it was, you know, the comp copies for the authors and the artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right, right. But tomorrow I can just come up with 85 in boxes and just here, and they push them all in the back and I leave. There you go. Um, sometimes they even let me pull around back and they come out with like the big <laughs> laundry thing and I just dump, you know, I pile them in and they wheel it in. Like, if yeah, I call yeah. and I say, look, I've got, I've got nine boxes of, of books that they're all pre yeah. Can I, can I come to the back? And they're like, we'll have somebody meet you. So no, nice. I've got a, I have a very good relationship with my, and they, they, they say that they get rated by, I'm babbling. Uh, they get rated by how much money they bring in. Mm-hmm. So they love me. Right. right. Um, because I pay so much postage when I have a mailing mm-hmm. that, you know, there'll be days when they get literally, you know, one mailing, they can get thousands of dollars worth of extra from my company alone <laughs> in their little Queens Village, you know, Rosedale post office. So, no, they, they actually do like they, they appreciate the business. Um, That's awesome. You know, they 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 get all the post offices get rated and they get to get perks for the ones that do really well. So. So, yeah. In in, in in my little corner of the Queens, I'm I'm kind of a big deal for my post office. <laughs> they do love they do love seeing me. I use a couple of different ones, and the one closest to me is just terrible. I never use them. I'll, I'll drive oh, yeah. I'll drive 15 minutes to go to the ones that are nice to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the one closest to me is just shit, and I won't. I I won't. Uh, but anyway, that's life of a. That's my mailroom life. (laughs) (laughs) I still occasionally will go back to the uh, to the post office a couple of accounts over where I was living a few years ago, just because there's so if I have something big that I need to do, then I'll go to them because they know what they're doing. They're nice. They know it. You know it. They're much more streamlined. So. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of say if you have to go out of your if you have to go out of your way just a few minutes to save yourself a bunch of extra hassle, it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sure. I, I do not trust the the post office closest to me at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I will speak with you both soon. Uh, yes, John. Let's start figuring out when you want me to come on to talk about the Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, I'll kick you some dates. Um, it'll be, it's supposed to, we're hoping end of March, like the 19th, the weekend of the 19th, like third weekend in March to start. So okay. before then, I don't even have a cover yet. So I have art the cover hasn't been designed. Sure. 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 All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Thanks. Stay Oscar. safe. Let's all be here in two Me weeks. Too. Right. Nobody, nobody on a fucking ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> Later. So, yeah, night. All right. I, I mean, I you know, he said he didn't want to do any long ones, um, you know, because we because we you know the last one was was longer. But I, you know, and, and it's always a struggle between like you know how interesting is it for us to like you know buy a horse and debate whether or not we should go by road or by boat, right. as opposed to like getting big chunks of stuff done. But 
you know, I feel like if there's good character interaction and, and, you know, mm-hmm. we're having a good time and he's having a good time that, that translates to, you know, that the listener is going to enjoy, you know, what's happening, you know, with right. the game. even if it's not like, Oh, well, you guys accomplished all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that, that was only, I mean, at least it felt like only a handful of minutes. It didn't like, not feel a, like a long session. Oh, oh no. that particular. This, yeah, that particular, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like a big chunk of the game. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. we just we did we did do a lot. You know, we talked to the gardener. We bought the thing. We decided where to travel uh, and, you know, getting to town, you know, rubbing some elbows like we did. Yeah, it was a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. getting into hitting the road and heading into the woods, but it it was still a lot of stuff. So I, we were busy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like a fear itself game. Where we're just fucking around eating hamburgers or whatever. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. We were doing stuff. I, and hamburgers I with, with, with pine nuts in them. You're right. <laughs> it, it, like I, it felt off to me a little bit. And I don't know if that's just me. Cause like it's the end of the week and I'm fucking wrecked. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but it, it, it felt a little off. And I know sometimes like, like I think you have a little bit of a lag where like someone will be talking or you'll start. Like, there's just like a weird overlap with you sometimes. And I, and I feel like it's probably like an internet lag sort of thing. I, I, mean, I also keep, I, my one of my problems too is that I keep myself muted constantly. Mm. So just I'm I'm always worried about like background noise and all that kind of stuff. So I I'll it takes me a moment when someone talks to me and I respond, so I have to unmute and then talk. So yeah. it's that slight lag, which I technically I don't really worry about in terms of the podcast because I know you truncate the silence anyway, so it disappears yeah. in post. Um, but yeah, I can understand that it kind of creates kind of a slight delay in terms of the, like the actual gameplay. Yeah. And I, I feel I like, like the only time, the only person I really, really end up talking over is Oscar, but only cause you know, he tends to have something on his mind and, and go for it anyway. So. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say, like, I think he's so used to running, like con stuff and you have a limited time frame. And I, and I think even like, yeah, like when we play, it's like, okay, well, we're going to play from nine to 11. Like we have two hours to do something. Right. So, like we've, we've got to move the story. He's like, ah, it's okay. If you guys want to like fuck around, it's whatever, but we'll start to fuck around. And he's like, all right. So, all right. So this is what happens. Like, <laughs> yep. Wait a okay. All right. <laughs> well, even, I mean, in his, I, and I, I think this is just kind of the games that we're used to playing, uh, you know, him saying, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm hoping to keep this to three, three sessions because we don't want it to go long. Yeah. But like for us, like it's all just one big adventure anyway. Right. So it doesn't like it to, to try to constrain it to like two, one or two or three sessions doesn't, yeah, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, <laughs> so, not really. I mean, yeah. Again, I, yeah. Know, I mean, I can understand like getting it uh, if if you plan for something to be two sessions and then it ends running three or four, it's kind of like filler and it might feel like it's not as exciting or entertaining. 
Right. Um, so, yeah, I can understand that side of it. But yeah, I mean, we, we had the traditional like first act like we did the whole thing last time. And then this, you know, when we should be hitting, you know, sort of that penultimate point, penultimate point, and then sort of like coming into the action at the end. Like we sort of bypassed that, (laughs) (laughs) but like, you know, we had the the clear sort of upward and then we just sort of plateaued for a while. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, again, I think it's probably fine, but yep. Yeah. This is the mid act build. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bit flatter than (laughs) the typical exploded. (laughs) Yep. It, you know what though? It's yeah. It is. Think of it like Romeo and Juliet, right? So we we had the build up, the relationship, everything, right? Then like everything hits. That was us like finding Bra- about Brahman, getting into the the hunter and everything like that. And then this part is is Romeo being uh being excommunicated. And kicked out, and so like there's that big lull period. But then the very end was him finding out that uh, that Juliet's dead. Like that was us finding the she, the she creature, and and Merc and uh, Mercutio. I'm starting to and Malachi uh, getting passed out, and so like that was like the big hit that's going to transition us into the third act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I dig it. I. I don't know how long this episode is not going to be super long. And I'm wondering, because these are so far out. <laughs> yeah. That once we play the next session, if I combine the two, then just make, yeah. you know, cut a little bit off the, the front end do, of the next session and, you know, sort of. Yeah, do a little bit. splice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we'll have to see. I, I don't know. I mean, if I can get at least 40 minutes out of it, it's probably fine. I mean, again, yeah. we don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely see like depending on what happens, like you said, depending on what happens next session, like if we have a uh like a prep to get ready to go, even if we spend like 15 minutes in game like prepping to go and getting all that, I can definitely see you just kind of cutting that splicing it onto the back end of this and then starting the next episode with us actually like leaving and getting to the and like going to the forest yeah yeah i can definitely see that we'll see how it shakes out and again i don't i don't know how long this episode is going to wind up being uh in total because you know we there's there's not a lot of side tangents like a little bit today like a little bit today more than usual and and oh yeah up which i'll you know, cut all that stuff out. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. All the, I don't know. You have all that, that Roman history stuff that you can, depending on if you leave it in or cut it as B roll. I use it. Well, so I've only edited the first episode so far. So right. <laughs> I, I didn't edit out very much. So, I, you know, there was a couple of things, you know, like, like Oh, you know, quick history lesson. Right. <laughs> Unlike a glancy history lesson, which would be like 40 minutes, you know, it was a couple of minutes like, oh, they don't eat right. breakfast in the morning or, you know, th- this person knew this person and, you know, something, yeah. something. So I leave that in because I feel like that's relevant to the setting because, 
you know, people may not have any idea. Like, well, what are you guys doing that for? Or like, I had no idea either. So, (laughs) (laughs) as long as Oscar knows, (laughs) right? Exactly. Shit. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap this part up too. Then, yes. No, that's fine. Wrap it. Okay. Wrap it like a present. Thanks, everybody. Catch you later. Night. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.